Oh! Oh, hello. All right, let's do this one last time. Warning. Marvel and R&D contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended. As I told you a long time ago. Go fuck yourself. I got invitations right here. Enough for everybody. Are you ready? I was born ready, motherfucker. You Spider-Man, given a job to do. I played the long game, Mr. Castle. That's my secret, Captain. On the roof! So many snacks, so many people die. We're in the end game now. He looks like an asshole. He's a criminal, that's who he is. I am. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. What is up, everybody? It is time once again for Marvel on R&D, the Loki edition. However you found us, remember to rate, review, subscribe. It helps out the show a ton. I am your host, the one and only Bobby D. And with me, as always, on my time-traveling adventures are Paul. Hey. And Lauren. Hello. Yeah, You want to make fun of Lauren for just saying hello, Paul? No, that's fine. All right. Just, I respect her. Uh, oh, Jesus. I was wondering <laughs> oh, my God. The passive-aggressive attitude was going to come and leak into this show, but obviously it, it didn't. But we will get into <laughs> this week's episode in a moment. But our time-tested reoccurring bit on Marvel and RMD. Things that probably won't happen in the MCU. This includes one of my own this week that I kind of broke to you guys through text message. <laughs> that, you know, they, they keep talking about Tara Strong having a bigger involvement in the show and probably in the MCU, maybe, with this Miss Minutes character. Now, uh, I believe the next show after Loki is called What If. And for us comic book fans, we know the What If scenarios are something that's been around for as long as I can remember. And it's always been, you know, Elseworld stories, you know, different scenarios that are out there. Like if, you know, so-and-so was raised by so-and-so or so-and-so got these powers, you know. And so What If is our next type of show that is going to be coming to Disney plus my theory sure to be wrong because I'm just like the rest of the internet is that miss minutes will have a bigger role in that because it is an animated feature and that the what ifs could technically be these variations or variants in this timeline and have her be an intro type person, you know, to kind of connect, the shows in some way so i fucking love that because like you said what if it, it's a it's a whole line of comics that's i you know whatever i'm right i'm wrong um i want to say it's been around since like 70s 80s it's been a while yes uh, i mean i mean to the fact of like the the what if things have like you said have been around for a long time and there was even points where stan lee was like what if he wrote dc yeah yeah, I mean it's it's they're so, they're very simple in concept. Like you know, what if Eddie Brock got bitten by the spider instead of Peter, or um, you know, it, whatever. It's it's literally just anything you could think of. It's it's what if is the point. But as as a series, I was excited for it because we already know like what some of them are going to be, and um, just in general, you know, conceptually, I'm on board. Fun, yay! Animated. Uh, you got the the people who play the characters. Uh, returning uh, from the movies, returning to do the voices, including like Chris Evans. And I, I think one of the first ones is even, you know, going to be a Chadwick Boseman episode uh, because obviously they recorded all of this a while ago. Um, and the animation is beautiful, but it's, yeah, it's gorgeous. The, the potential that all of the, each episode, all of these little alternate universe things are, you know, quote unquote, canon because maybe loki ends with the creation of the multiverse and using miss minutes like you said as like narrator or almost like host of each the show of each episode kind of introducing us as an ep as an audience to like this universe or this timeline or whatever and then like this character and now we get to watch you know a, a 25 minute 
little adventure with them or whatever it's going to be. Um, that's like, that's so much more than I could ask for so much more than like I could, I would even consider until having that thought put in my head when we talked about this. So, you know, if, if it just ends up being what if, and that is what the show is, I'm, you know, I'm still on board. I'm still excited, but the, the potential this show has for just like direct impact to the actual MCU is fucking, it's, it's, it's cool. I'm fine. I'm over the moon. So, not to, like, shit in your breakfast cereal or whatever, but um, I I don't, like, as cool as that would be, I don't think that's going to happen, um, simply because the, the watchers are the ones who, like, watch over, you know, everything in the timelines and what have you. And uh, they have a watcher specifically narrating um, the the like most recent trailer for What If, and the the person who is cast as that specific watcher is like the one or one of two names listed when they like when the show is listed anywhere, and like they're the he's the one under like starring. So there's no real like cast that's named except for Jeffrey Wright as uh what's his name U- Uatu the Watcher and he's narrating the whole like trailer. So maybe on the Miss Minutes thing um like but I said, also it, it's going to be wrong. I mean yeah, fuck you good, Lauren. Yeah, yeah 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 no I just um it's a good idea. Paul was getting really hyped for it. <laughs> and like <laughs> Just maybe, maybe bring that, bring that hype a little bit down, just so you're not super bummed. Be like, it oh, it's happen. just a watcher. <laughs> I mean, watcher is also a great choice, and could be all you know, all of the same you know potential from the series. So we'll just see what happens. It's just, it's just interesting because Marvel has kept like such a like everything is canon type scenario. So I think the what if when we eventually get there is going to be interesting to see how they play it. Um, uh, yeah. It, you know, again, you know, your idea about this Loki breaking the the multiverse, you know, and then the start and having the watcher, even if it's the watcher versus Miss Minutes, being the person that is, you know, narrating what it's happening in these other universes that Loki just caused. It just something like that. It, it's going to keep the continuity. It's going to keep people interested in it. And like I said, it, it's a good, it's a good way to tell fun stories. So, um, I agree. Th- the second theory that is sure to be wrong is from IGN. All the, the timekeepers are all Loki's. Why? <laughs> Since the main story so far has been send a Loki to catch a Loki, a uh, Loki, Loki. Um, I don't know why it was so hard for me to say that so many times in a row. <laughs> it stands to reason that timekeepers, uh, that the timekeepers that Loki so desperately wants an audience with are, well, also Lokis. Um, thoughts on that? I don't like that at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy it. Es- especially because the only other Loki we've met so far is like emphatically not even a Loki. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I think they've made Enchantress a Loki in this. I mean, she, um, she did have a line where she said like she was a Loki and decided to change. She changed and- her name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would love to I would love for that to be elaborated on. But like her complete like lack of understanding of our Loki like at all and just kind of refers to him as a magician. And like she had a, you know, obviously different universe, different parents, whatever, but like a different upbringing. And like she's not familiar with, as Bob said, like like Asgardian stuff and just like she it's it doesn't. I I am not yet convinced that she like ever was a Loki, you know, to begin with. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't buy that bullshit either. Um, but it was just something that, you know, it was a theory that they had speculated out there. And I wanted to bring it to the world so we could shit on it. And I think we've properly shit on it. 
So you got got one more theory in here, right? It's like the first thing in the next section. No, no, that's my theory just based on breaking down the show. So Mm -hmm. we'll get there. Okay. Um, So let's get into this episode. It's episode three directed by Kate Heron, which she's the showrunner. And this one was written by Bisha Ali. Now, I've been thinking a lot about this over the last week. Because there's so much, there's so many different things that are going on with this. And this week kind of confirmed a lot of the things that I was thinking that quite possibly could be happening. Um, This week, I think our big reveal was that they're all variants um, that work for the TVA, that they don't have, you know, this, this whole theory of that they were you know, bread and Mobius, you know, I believe stated in one of the earlier episodes that, you know, the, the timekeepers were, you know, that these people were always here. We find out that some of these people have been here for hundreds of years now, you know, with Enchantress trying to get information about um, what was going on. And so that makes me think, you know, I know in the future, Ant-Man and Wasp, Ant-Man 3 has to do with, you know, the quantum realm in general. And, you know, we hear all these different theories that when Scott Lang was down there, um, that he, he thought he was gone for five minutes, but it was five years. And that, you know, this week, we, you know, one of the, the, the initial scenes was Enchantress Heavy Margaritas trying to get information. And later on, we hear this, you know, revelation that, you know, I had to go back 100 years in this memory to find this margarita thing so I could use this against her. Well, she she said hundreds, yes. not 100, right? It was hundreds of years. Yeah, yes. hundreds. And so that, that got me on this whole theory that this whole thing, this whole timeline and everything else that's been going on down here is we're in the quantum realm. That's where the TVA exists. And, you know, which will lead to Kang and some of the other things that we know have been announced from Ant-Man. Um, and it kind of makes more sense now because, you know, this week we didn't see Owen Wilson, but things that were said in the previous two episodes kind of came to mind when they talk about these hundreds of years and like all these memories that I have out there. And this man is like obsessed with jet skis, but doesn't know why, because there would be no jet skis. And obviously this is probably from some previous life that he had. And there's some memory there of what was going on. Now, I don't know how you guys feel. Again, this wasn't anything that I've discussed with you guys before this. So it might just be marinating right now for you. But what are your thoughts on what, like the, what we learned this week? Um, just about the, the TVA and, you know, all, all the people that are working down there. I, I actually heard uh, a very similar theory, I think just like yesterday. Um, and somebody said in, in one of the Ant-Man movies, when, you know, once we see somebody floating through the quantum realm, um, there's like a, a small city can be seen in the background or something. And they think that is the TVA. And like... <laughs> I, Do you, oh man, it, it, uh, okay. I'll have to go back and like watch. But if that's the case. Like, do you think they accidentally like has this been the plan the whole time? You think I just I like I, I don't directly um, like like fault or shit on any of it. Like, you know, if if sure, this absolutely could be the case. And, you know, if it's not, I think it does exist in. I, like obviously the TVA exists outside of like space and time um, in like a, you know, a safety pocket or whatever you want to call it. Is that within the quantum realm? Maybe. Is it anywhere else? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like it fits. So why not? Right. And if that isn't how, how, where it turns out to be, then, you know, no harm, no foul. Um, but I think it's, I think it's one of those, theories that like okay yeah all of this makes sense and it might be right or it might not and we'll either get the answer or we won't and we'll you know we'll just see what happens i don't think it's super 
important either way until you get to yeah like the fact that ant-man 3 is uh gonna be dealing directly with the quantum realm and like kang the conqueror has ties directly to that and people have already um you know been speculating yeah that that he has some involvement in this show so i mean yeah if that all ties together and makes sense like that then i mean yeah it probably all is tied together because why not (laughs) Well, and I think the biggest thing to remember here is that these TV shows that they're making don't just exist for the sake of making TV shows, although that is a great moneymaker and reasons for people to uh, subscribe to Disney Plus and buy merchandise and get hyped for characters that they like. At the same time, they're really continuing the cinematic universe that they've already set up and setting up new future movies so so far every single one of these shows i mean we're on the third right now but there's a lot more to come um and so far each one of them has really set up story movement and progression through through time and character development and all of this stuff uh for new movies that are going to be coming out so it would stand to reason that beyond just Loki being a popular character and people being sad that he's dead in the, like, canon films that have come out before this, it's it's completely plausible that this show serves a purpose greater than just fan service. Yeah, I... I you're right that they are probably making their money off of this, but these are all just supplemental material. Well, for the greater good of the universe. I mean, yeah, you look at the other two shows that have happened so far, right? With like WandaVision, you look at everything that that established like for moving forward, you know, really, really having Wanda dive into her powers, um, establishing the new vision for whatever that is going to. I guess I'm just going to spoil all these shows. So sorry if that's uh, if you're at, listening at this, to this at for this some point, reason. We're outside of uh, that spoiler like threshold right. but yeah, you both know, shows have ended establishing the new vision and you know uh at least temporarily showing characters that may come back for you know one reason or another and then um you know just the the character development vehicle that was falcon in the winter soldier getting sam to become captain um really finally being like the first time that bucky gets some like character development in like the five movies he's been in or whatever um and and just setting everything up for you know more to come it's little like it's 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 like using a road to pave more road yeah it it it, and so i don't expect anything less from this show yeah absolutely that was that was my point there's no reason (laughs) to expect like not expect this show to just open up a world of possibilities within and beyond yeah and you know we have you know this technically was the mid-season um break or point for the show so we only have like the the last three episodes left um and so there's gonna have to be some of these questions answered over these next three weeks it almost feels like and i don't know how you guys feel but I don't know why, but this one feels to be moving at a slower pace for me than the previous shows on Disney Plus that we I I always wonder what they're going to do in the next three episodes. And I've if you guys have been listening this whole time, you've probably heard me say this on uh, WandaVision and you heard me say this on, uh, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier is like, oh, well, what are we going to do here? Like the pacing has to speed up. Um, to get some of these answers if we're going to have a complete show because they keep dealing with these things like they are anthologies that there is not going to be a second season that there's you know feige has said that they're not planning on doing second seasons for any of these um is that i mean absolutely wandavision that was a vehicle to get those characters to where they needed to be to move the universe forward but i thought they they were already planning like actual movie captain america 4 as well as uh um, captain boy, and ha- bucky season two boy do i have news for you by the way 
Go ahead. Um, yeah, Wanda, WandaVision, definitely no season two. Um, however, Loki's like season two stuff um, may have gotten like leaked. Like the fact that they're making a season two may have gotten um, leaked. Okay. By the way. Okay. So that was like that was a while ago too. Okay. So I mean that's like all November. Yeah, and that, that that's fine. It's just going off of like historically speaking, um and like our knowledge of just the industry, a lot of like the feige quotes that have been out there about, you know, more seasons of these shows legitimately sound like con quotes. Mm-hmm. Where- so so what happened was um, for Loki, by the way, this is this is relevant since we're talking the future of the show, the future of the character, etc. Um, for Loki, what happened was there was a um, there were like production listings for like hiring and stuff like that. Um, it was Production Weekly that published an issue that listed all the new productions taking place and like the hirings for them. Um and among, you know, lots of things like The Flash and Power Rangers, The Mandalorian, uh, there's a new season of Loki listed in that under the working title Architect. Uh, so the trade, so we'll the, the trade spoiled shit. That's, mm-hmm. that, that's awesome. I mean, that's how it normally goes. You know, we, and we've dealt with that with previous shows to where they're like, uh, Bamford casting is looking for uh, a younger female arrow, you know, archer person. And you're like, oh, that's going to be so-and-so. Oh, gee, I wonder. Yeah. It's just like, you know, <laughs> just because they know the casting house, they know, you know, the, the background of the characters and where they normally pull from and everything else. And those things get spoiled. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because up to this point, you know, nothing has been set in stone or committed as far as like a season two. Um, and, and again, as long as they, for me, is if, if Tom Hiddleston stays along, uh, I mean, he, I, I'll watch more seasons of this um, with, without any issues so we will see how that plays out. But as far as this week's episode, it was it was a lot of character growth, a lot of development. Um, it was one of the more powerful scenes, just like the 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 kind of the bonding scene on the train, you know, but between um, you know, Enchantress and Loki, and it, it's one of those ones I and. The way I felt watching it, I never know what the intentions are of Loki or technically this lady Loki that is now turned herself into Enchantress. Like, are they looking out for each other or are they gaining information on each other as they're asking these questions? It, like, it was such a good scene between the two, but like knowing the backgrounds of the characters, I'm sitting there watching it going, are their intentions pure? honestly (laughs) yes just the two of them on screen like doing anything was thoroughly entertaining um like the entire like get on the train and then the whole train scene just them like talking and and existing was entertaining as fuck like i loved it i loved this episode um yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was it's I'm just I'm I'm all I'm all for that. Yeah. Um I th- I think it's interesting. Um it's interesting because like for a moment you're just like are you two both Lokis? Is there is there sexual tension here? <laughs> Loki don't bone Loki. <laughs> is, is is that like a weird like shipping thing that we just get used to like like nobody's gonna love me like me so if i could find a different version of me to love then right you know this might be the best thing ever right and i think um at the end of the day i think that realistically enchantress loki isn't loki in the truest sense that you would think you know like regardless of whether Sylvie really was born Loki, you know, or given that name as a child or what have you. Um, she clearly doesn't share 
DNA. Um, she clearly, you know, like it's clearly not like the same person. It's not a mirror image. And she was clearly raised by different people, you know, totally different life. Very what if very like earth, you know, to 100, like whatever, you know, um, very, very different person. So at that point, like, is it wrong? <laughs> not incest. <laughs> is it if they are they are both Loki? Is it just like a different form of masturbation? But they're not the same person, though. Either they're not the same type of Loki. So, like ethically, is there a problem there? <laughs> <laughs> is that the storyline Disney's going with? Uh, like, right. Obviously, the the rest of the internet is out there talking about how they had a two second line about bisexuality between the Lokis, yeah. and we're talking about can we fuck another Loki, <laughs> and would it be okay? Hey, man. Anyone that really looked at Loki as a character and thought that that character was going to be 100% like straight and like only into women as a man like that's you're lying to yourself. First of all, I swear in one of the movie, one of his on screen appearances prior to this, it was at least alluded to that like he fucked a goat. So like (laughs) him being into women and men is nothing. I've I've had this conversation I've had this conversation on I think it was one of our Circle of Jerks episode when they're like Star-Lord is uh, you know uh, I forgot what they announced you know him as you know it was you know whatever the buzzword was for that week and I'm thinking to myself yo he's half fucking planet and half human and he's been fucking aliens this whole time and we're acting like aliens are gender specific so you guys are making announcements also, that make no sense to the the world other than to try to get buzzwords out there. Also, the thing, too, is like the way that Disney handles it is all like smooth and sleek and like it's a natural conversation that's happening. And then the and just Internet like, has to be oh, like, that's a fact. Oh, hey, yeah. did you catch that? It legitimately was like the top story of everything that went on when I was doing research for the show this week. And it's. This week, it's been all Loki's bisexual, Loki's bisexual, Loki's bisexual. Also, Luca really, uh, really clearly wanted to be a, a queer movie, and it just really didn't know how to deliver on that. Uh, Luca is the newest Pixar film that was released on Disney Plus, and the creators of the movie said, like, nah, dog, it's just about two boys. And like a platonic friendship, because that's also important sometimes. And like, it's also okay to prioritize like showing a a hetero friendship that isn't uh, a a shipping situation. Yeah. Well, and also just like isn't hindered by like, oh, you can't show affection to your friends. That's that's not masculine. You know, that's that's gay. Um, But yeah, but the whole like. They outright said, hey, this this isn't supposed to be a queer relationship between between these two young boys. Also, they're very young boys, too. <laughs> like, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the whole Internet's just like, we need to tell you in case you didn't notice or in case you glossed over it as though it's just a normal part of life and you're not hyper focusing on it. We need to tell you what happened. Yeah, This person's it, it, queer. This person's queer. You go to the news section of the search engine and you just type in Loki. Loki confirmed as bisexual becomes the first major queer character in the Marvel cinematic universe. Loki confirmed as first openly bisexual character. Um, it's just like Loki confirms real b- bisexual. If we're being real, <laughs> like Loki's also a demigod. Is like is is yeah. g- is gender even and a fucking shapeshifter. So like gender's not even yeah. real for him. Like it just isn't anything. Right. He can be anything, think- and his interest in anything to fuck or be fucked by is like irrelevant at that point. Like you know, right. obviously, think- fucking uh, he can he can be the poster boy for. You know, all things are sexy, but like none of this matters because a being like him isn't real. Yeah. For, for, well, it's, also, it's if we want to get down to it, I th- it's entirely fiction. Go ahead, Lauren. Can I go now? Okay. 
If we want to get down to it, I'm pretty sure that they've now like mislabeled him by saying that he's bisexual because uh, really, realistically, let's let's be honest with ourselves here. Loki's not bisexual. He's pansexual. Yeah, he's pan, just like freaking Star-Lord is. Yeah. <laughs> if we're being real, he doesn't he doesn't view gender as like a, a binary thing. He's fucking Loki and he's very hedonistic and he simply partakes in whatever is presented to him. So he's pan for sure. Yeah. So y'all are mislabeling him anyway. Yeah. Which will be the next <laughs> article out there that, you know, we're going to go against CBS <laughs> news because they've mislabeled what Loki is and they're not being sensitive <laughs> to the pans out there. Um, all, all of that said, um, I didn't pick up on the sexual tension between him and Enchantress. I thought it was just like actually somebody like relating, you know, one relating to the other because that isn't like something that they really experience in their lives being who they are. And you could be right. And I could have looked at it as sexual attention just because of my thousands of years of CW experience. And like, like, I can't read the room, so I could be wrong. (laughs) So like, so for me, it was, it was in between that. Um, I was questioning whether it was or wasn't sexual tension, you know, like there were a couple moments where I was like, was that supposed to be flirting? I can't tell. Like it's, it wasn't obvious. It was very like, there was, there was an obvious bit of chemistry between the two of them and the dialogue and everything was so like, it was so ambiguous that you just couldn't tell exactly where and how everything is fitting together with the two of them. And I think that's perfect. I think that's great because they're both masters of kind of like giving pieces of themselves and like giving pieces of information and like backstory and like intimacy um, from themselves, but also also withholding a lot. So it, it worked. It was well written. Yeah. And and I think that's that should have been the takeaway from this episode, not the fact that he had a two second line about being bisexual. Um, is hey, the sometimes fact, I fuck dudes and girls. Uh, yeah, the the fact and of, goats and a snake once and a panther and and a, he just starts listing things. <laughs> it's like fucking Bubba Gump a fucking three rocks one time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but they, those scenes between the two, um, the definite acting, you know, writing, the chemistry between the two, the delivery of the lines, it was definitely the bright point of the episode. Um, to the point that at the end I was like, huh, Owen Wilson wasn't even in this one. (laughs) <laughs> you know oh, like, yeah, huh? <laughs> like it was just one of those things that I, I didn't even think about it until the very end and i was like all right you know in my head i'm just trying to formulate how we're gonna do the show and all right you know i can hit on this i can hit on that and i'm like huh yeah he wasn't in it at all other than like the the recap at the beginning um that's how much these two like in the chemistry between the two and and again when you see tom hiddleston on the on the screen and he continuously has that type of chemistry with whoever's acting across from him. It, it, it probably has a lot to do with him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, because I can't think of a bad movie or TV thing that I've seen him in that makes me go, you know, doubt that, you know, his acting chops. So, um, now, uh, a lot of the things that we had talked about, you know, with this show and all these shows that, that we've had on Disney Plus is that they have these amazing set designs and they create these individual worlds that are just mind blowing for television. You know, Wanda had, you know, the whole using the, the television um, you know, previous like television type things that we've grown up with watching. Uh, 
you know, it was a lot easier for Falcon just because it was, you know, using more of the city. But this one has just been amazing, you know, coming from this whole TVA city. And to this week, I'm, I'm watching this thing and I'm like, I'm watching live action fucking Borderlands right now. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm <laughs> like legitimately just looking. I'm like, yo, yo, like this is if they could make a border. Like, if, you know, I think they are making a Borderlands, you know, um, TV show. If they could use Ooh. this set as it was fucking written uh, or as it was used in this and just have fucking people coming out shooting all the time. I'd be like, this, this is it. This is it. Like this, this thing was amazing to look at to the point that I actually watched this show twice because I was more distracted by like the different signs and everything that was going on in this whole world that they created. And it's like, man, there's probably Easter eggs here. Let me look at all this shit. And then I just found myself staring and I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck the character said right now. I'm going to have to rewatch this. Yeah. I, I had to work late today, but I had like a weird 45 minute gap in between like finishing core work and having to do the extra slave work they made me do. So, um, I had to watch this like at work on my phone and, I'm like livid about it because because exactly what you're saying these the the environments of this episode I'm absolutely going to rewatch this episode eh, when I have time at some point before the finale but the the planet and the little asteroids constantly falling and just that lovely kind of like purple hue that everything had and then just the train was great and I loved everything about that and then them getting to Night City which I still haven't visited because cyberpunk is broken um, like that you know all all it was visually fantastic on top of the fucking just the the visualization of magic in the MCU is fucking ace. I, I love everything about it. Um, just, you know, daggers appear, daggers disappear. Um, just the little shooting some green shit at you and knocking you down. Tiny little hand fireworks. I'm, I'm, I adore it. Um, yeah. And this episode was fucking full of all of that. Yes, definitely. Lauren, what are your thoughts? <sighs> she hated it. How do I even... What? No. There's, uh, look, I, I love. There, there's no way either of you hated it. The fact that I mentioned Borderlands and you both went, <laughs> yeah, like it looks like Promethea from Borderlands. Yeah. Um, there's iridium it, everywhere. It's just, it's so, it's so good. Even when you can tell that there's like a CG. Or like heavily like animated or or you know c- CG background, it still looks good and it doesn't take you out of it. You know, like it's it's just so good. It's so pretty. This episode was amazing. I I don't even I don't even know what to say other than what we've talked about. Like it's just there's so many little bits that are good and there's 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 too much to list. Yeah. I feel like we don't have enough time to really get into everything that's good uh, le- in this show. Legitimately based on set design, uh, CG, you know, sound, music, this show could probably get a, a 60 just based on that with no acting where they could just go around and we just watch it in my head. Um, yeah. Uh, th- that's how good it it is. Now, we were kind of left on this weird cliffhanger as they're trying to, you know, get the power to recharge because you know that's the, the the most meta thing ever because we're always somebody's looking to plug in somewhere to recharge something. Um, and we see that the disaster does happen and they're not able to get on that ship, and it's just kind of like. Sylvie walks away. Well, so first of all, I I had initially anticipated that they were going to use the arc to charge the device, causing the arc to not work. And that was why nobody made it off this planet. <laughs> like all of that was you know, predestined. Um, and then, you know, when when the arc blew up, despite them trying to get it and being magical about it, um, yeah, I don't, with with her just kind of walking off distraught. Um, actually, shit. Yeah, that that makes 
like double sense because now she isn't right next to him uh, for when the TVA shows up immediately next episode to arrest him. And that's how he gets off the planet. So the 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 next episode for you is going to start with Mobius opening yeah, up. The, yeah, it's going to like open yeah. and like you rascal. Oh, yeah. I feel like it has to. That's the only way they're getting out of there. But is it? Are they going to get both of them? Are they just going to get one? Where's she going to sneak off to? I, man, but I, yeah, the, the, I, the TVA I, is how they don't die. I man, I hope they don't. Uh, I don't want to lose her as a character. So hopefully she gets off somehow also. Um, but uh, I, I've seen some theories out there about like, oh, well, you know, the time stones and they made such a big deal about things being out there and being paperweights and that he has something. And I was like, OK, like, I think we're stretching with that type of um, area. The The thing that I wonder with is if they do if this cliffhanger ends up being just like quickly resolved right at the beginning of the next episode which is probably 95 percent likely what's going to happen you know they'll figure out where he is and, and bring him back how does he handle the news with the other people from the tva especially owen wilson's character about this whole you guys are all variants type thing i mean he was a naughty boy and he ran away. So if they catch him, you know, we're, we're like right back to like, you know, no trial, just erase him. And I think he's going to just have to immediately blurt out that like information that he has learned to at least pique somebody's interest and keep himself alive that much longer. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. You, you were recruited by the TVA uh, during your midlife crisis where you were trying to buy a jet ski. Do you th- well, I guess it won't matter when he gets back there because the enchantress couldn't use her magic there, so they established that. Because he kept uh, that, that's the thing that I keep wondering how it's like going to play out because he seemed very interested in how all that worked, um, in controlling what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so I, I keep wondering if that's going to play somewhere along the, the this path that we're going on to where he's going to learn that trick. Um, and be able to somehow control people. But I guess if the magic doesn't exist within the, the quantum realm, as I'll call it until it's proved that it's not the quantum realm, um, then it'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. He just seemed way too interested in it throughout this episode, not to use that at some point. So I don't know. It was, uh, uh, a, a, good episode for me and i think definitely better talking about it with friends um i mean it's 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 the fun part of this what we do here is having these discussions with you guys so is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we get to our break i don't think so paul scanning his notes scan 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 um, I love seeing Loki with daggers. <laughs> Just he, makes me happy. It, I fucking love it. Yes. He, uh, it, it's definitely the look when he just starts walking with them out. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is that iconic type look that we, uh, love to see. But all right. Other than the daggers, are we good, Paul? Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll give final thoughts and our RMD score. <laughs> Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus... 
Free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. Remember, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rayman Digital, and join up and support the shows. All right. Um, I'm going to go first. I'm going to be a, a gracious host and go first. And that is gracious when it comes to this stuff. So it'll give you good yeah, ties to it's think. It's ingracious at a dinner party, but it's very gracious on this situation. <laughs> yes, it, it makes sense for the people that uh, host shows because nobody wants to go first. Now, um, I, again, part of what we do and discussing with you guys, it, it, it brings me joy and it makes me enjoy some of these shows more. And the more we talked about it this week, the more I saw the purpose in this show. Um, you know, when I initially watched it, I was just like, oh, it ended. But, you know, watching it and talking about it, it's it's it was such good character development. You know, there was such good chemistry online, uh, you know, or between the two. Um main kind of characters that we followed this week uh again is so beautiful alone like i said i could give it a 60 just based on looks they 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 could have just went around doing like the most annoying sound in the world for freaking 35 minutes or whatever the show was this week and i just would have been like well it was at least pretty <laughs> it would have got a higher rating than the the fast nine review i just did jesus uh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah yeah um uh so this week uh I'm going to give this one an 84. Um it, it's a solid episode. It, it was it just uh, beautiful aesthetics just like man I uh, wonderful acting the, and like I said the on-screen chemistry between the, the our our two main actors this week was just amazing. That the the train scene alone um, with Tom Hiddleston it is rewatchable just from that point to, to where like if it was you know it could it's going to end up being a YouTube clip that you go back and watch and probably enjoy the, that conversation and that banter between the two of them um, so yeah that's where I'm at who wants to go next so I I agree with like everything that you just said um it's just it's it's surprising to me that you were as low as an 84 um because feeling the same way i'm i'm gonna go i'm gonna go significantly higher um just yeah, the the planet on the verge of destruction um the i mean the train even beyond the scene just like the, the visuals even even just that one shot where all we really got were the two windows and then like the bar person in the background and like the train was great the the cyberpunk city the the consistent use of magic the choreography of the action scenes because there were several um the just the the fucking dialogue the characters talking and and interacting bantering um you know developing asking questions just like the consistently like the whole episode was that that all of that together did a lot for me um i'm i'm gonna go at 94 I've, i really like this episode yeah is it weird that when i watch all these things i'm like i could see that in avengers land like <laughs> the the bar and the train and all that other stuff like i i keep looking at these things now that disney owns everything like how are they going to turn this into a ride or how are they going to turn this into some like themed restaurant or something in one of the parks start tweeting <laughs> lauren you gotta um yeah god i don't even know what to rate this um it is so good it is so fun it is so pretty it is so everything i want from you know like th approximately 30 ish minutes or, or more of television like i 
I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Uh, Sylvie has proved to be a great character to have alongside him and play opposite of him. Um, each week, I feel like they bring something new to impress me. And this week was definitely visuals like just even just the fireworks in the hand were so clean and perfect and beautiful. Like it's it is baffling. I don't even know what to say to really break that down quickly, like how good it is. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with a 95 because I like that. I like that better than what Paul said, but um, I'm almost hesitant to do that because I just feel like it's going to get better from here. I, I think a lot of what I've done as far as rating the show is because I do think that we're going to hit that point to where we will get into that 98, 99 range. Yeah, I know. Okay, I got to lower it. I got to lower it because I've been I've been doing that with the other couple episodes is like kind of aiming aiming lower. So I'm just going to go with like um I'm going to go with a 90. Okay, I'm going to go with a 90 because I think that at, for as good as this is, I know that it's going to get better. I'm sticking I with a 94. Y'all are cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's like, I'll give it 106 there's, for the finale. There's only so I, high I you can go. <laughs> You're right. There's only so far we can go, and it. it but is there though? Because Bob just okayed at least 106. <laughs> we will break the rules of Mike's Rain Man rating on the Loki it season doesn't finale. Doesn't mean anything. Then what are you thinking? <laughs> I gave this one a 200. Uh, so 200. Uh, anyway, back to the real rating. That'll I think that'll put us almost at like a, what a 90 something. Um, overall, I think it was like a, a ninety point three 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 three. But again, another solid episode, another solid week of television. Hopefully, it was another solid radio show podcast for our listeners. I appreciate you guys coming along on this ride with us. We are halfway through. We got three more episodes to go. So many questions that are still out there for the show to answer and for us to discuss. And we will discuss those starting next week with the next show. Remember, you can always catch any past or future episodes. Go to RainmanDigitalMedia.com. We do all kinds of shows. You'll find them all there. And we will talk to you next week. I am Iron Man.